And all that basketball talk means one thing. It's a great time to have Ellis Johnson. He loves basketball. He was a he was a hoopster back in the day. Coach, good to have you with us tonight. How are you? I'm great, Phil. Thank you for that uh, rousing punchline and for my basketball career. Well, I mean, weren't you like a very good power forward there at old Winsboro High School? No. I was a practice. I, I, I was, yeah, I kind of was at, at Winsboro. But when I went to Citadel, I played freshman basketball for Les Robinson. Oh, I just before, but I actually scored some points in the old Coliseum. Really? Yeah, we were there the night that the fight broke out between Maryland and South Carolina, back when Coach McGuire was there. And we had just left. We played, and then we got to watch a little bit of the effort. We had to get in the car. We were driving back to South Carolina, uh, back to the Citadel from the University of South Carolina, and we pulled in to get something to eat. And we were hearing all this stuff on radio about the fight. And it was just—it was kind of surreal. It was really funny. Yeah, that was some night at South Carolina. That place was going crazy. Well, I wanted to have you on for a couple of minutes to talk about Maurice Drayton, somebody you know extremely well from your Citadel days, throughout footballs, your days at Southern Miss. Uh, and he's going to be the new head coach at your alma mater. Uh, what do you think of the hire? What do you think he brings to the program? Well, I'm excited for the Citadel. I think he's a great, great hire. Uh, when I took the head coaching job there, Maurice had just finished playing maybe two or three years earlier, and he, wanted, he was staying on the coach. And back then, Phil, it was like full-time, part-time on that one AA level. You had full-time coaches, and you could have X number of part-time coaches I don't even know if that rule is in effect anymore, but Mark uh, Mo was a part-time, I call him Mo. Hmm. He was a part-time coach initially, and he coached two different positions under me in three years, receivers and defensive backs, and actually coached outside linebackers some. Uh, just a really, really accomplished coach. If you go look at his background, he's coached in high school. He's coached in European pro leagues. He's coached at one AA level. He's coached in uh, NFL. I mean, he's, he's coached in Indian ball. And just a really uh, a really strong background, and I think he's a great hire. I remember the first time I met him, I had to interview him all when I took the job down at Citadel. And the two things that jumped out at me is he was very confident and sure of himself, but he also, you could, you could feel he was a team player. In other words, I don't know what you asked me to do, Coach, but I'll get it done. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I'm really happy for him, and I'm happy for the Citadel. I think it's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, local, a local fellow from Monk's Corner goes to the Citadel and uh, stands out as a player, now back as a head coach. I mean, at a place like the Citadel, like, you know, we say this all the time, a place like the Citadel, but, I mean, I guess it's helpful to have someone who's been there, understands things at the Citadel, understands the type of, athlete, student athlete that you have to have there to have success? Well, it's, it's more being able to handle the environment. You know, some coaches come in those environments and they don't understand the time restraints because these kids have other things going on in the military uh, daily routine or calendar. And so you have to kind of adjust to that. If you look at Citadel's history, the best coaches have not always been Citadel grads. And they've not always had any kind of military college or academy experience. 
I'm I'm happy he's there, and I know our former players are because he's one of us. It doesn't necessarily mean it equates to success, mm-hmm. but uh, again, I'm I'm really tickled he was hired. He'll do a great job, and the Citadel has to make sure they're ready to, you know, help him and move the program forward. And the culture of today's college athletics, the academies and the military schools, are it's even more of a challenge. Because this transfer portal, kids are leaving, they're coming in, they're leaving, they're coming in. But guess what? At the military schools, they leave, but you can't bring them in. Now, you can, but they have to go through the freshman system, and most kids are not going to do that. Yeah, I mentioned last night, Army, Navy. I mean, that's what college football really used to be about. Then it dawned on me after I said that that Navy fired their coach right after the game. The all-time winning is coach at Navy, and they fired him in the locker room. The AD just told him right then and there, you're done. Didn't give him a chance to fight for his job or anything. You know, I know it slipped there last couple of years, but he's been really, really good. So just getting back to the Citadel, um, do you think – you know Maurice you know, so well, but maybe – I don't know if you've discussed this with him. What do you think he'll want to do offensively? It's been a triple option – uh, ground-oriented program for so long, I guess, you know, going back to – I guess Kevin Higgins threw it a good bit, and then Mike Houston came in with more of a ground attack, and Brent Thompson kept that going. What do you think he'll want to do offensively? We talk a lot. and I, I can't share everything because, you know, some of the stuff that he would not want me to talk about on the media. Mm. But he, I know he wants to keep the option and the offense – but I think he has a feeling that he has to get out of the under-the-center, three-back, wishbone type, type system. It's so hard to throw the ball effectively when you need to throw the ball. If you always have the quarterback on the center and you got three backs in the backfield, I don't care if they're slots or if they're in you know, half-back positions. So those type of things allow people to walk people up in the box and give you so much trouble running the football. And that's what you believe in, running the football. I think he is enamored, and hopefully people will get something out of this. Uh, Jamie Chadwell is running a system. It's a lot like when I came through college. The split-back beer was a big deal. Two backs in the backfield with a quarterback. Triple option, but you got two to three split receivers, and you can throw the ball if you need to. Mm-hmm. However, back then, everybody was still under the center. And now people are moving them off the line of scrimmage, taking the shotgun snap, Still got the triple options. Some people do it with the RPO. Some people do it with the two backs and all that kind of thing. My, I guess to sum it up, he doesn't want to run the strict wishbone concept. And I think he's searching for somebody that fits his uh, vision of what he wants to do. You'll still see a bunch of options. But I think he wants to find some people that can throw the football, catch the football, and protect the quarterback. What do you think will be his strength overseeing a program? The one thing that jumps out of my mind when I had him as a, an assistant coach, very meticulous, and he was always kind of trying to make sure he understood the whole program. He wasn't a guy who had a position and made sure his guys were straight and all that, and then I don't care what you do over there. He was always kind of looking into want to learn from different things. And if you look at his background, he's coached a lot of different positions, and he's been he's actually been a player coach over in European football one time. So he's got a really varied experience level. 
Uh, I think he'll be a good CEO, but I think he also has a great knowledge of every phase of the football game, all three phases. And uh, I, I think that what he will bring is an organizational structure. He'll bring some, I know he'll be disciplined. And I think he, I think the key to it is to open the offense a little bit, but still, you know, have a very aggressive defensive attitude. And uh, I got a lot of confidence in him. And he's not a young dude now. Mark, Mark, uh, Mo's been around the block. He's, he's been a lot of places. He's got great experience, great background. Well, I'm sure Citadel people listening want to know the answer to this question is, in some form or fashion, is Ellis Johnson going to be involved with the program besides just being a supporter and a fan? Well, I kind of consider myself having been involved, but as you say, more as a supporter and whatever aspect. But I definitely told him I'd be available to any kind of transitional thing, what I could help, any input, any assistance. He wants to coach the Raiders through their season. Doesn't look like they'll be in the playoffs, so you got to think January, early January. I think it's third or fourth, somewhere in there. They play the last game. If they get in the playoffs, he wants to pursue that too. Right now, I don't think that's an issue because it goes dead in about four or five days now. But I, I, I know he's got a transitional uh, plan in, in mind, and I'm I'm available. And he has not told me anything that he wants me to do, but I told him I'd be available for that. Uh, what I did tell him, though, is I'm not into weekends and bus rides. <laughs> <laughs> no weekends, no bus rides. No, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. Bill. I understand. I get that. Listen, we thank you. Hope you have a great holiday. We'll get back with you uh, after Christmas as we get into the bowl games, break it down like we always do. And uh, we thank you for your input here regarding uh, Coach Drayton. We'll get him on as soon as he's available. And uh, we appreciate your time as always. Have a great night. Anytime. And uh, anytime you need to call, I enjoy it. Our pleasure. Thank you very much, Coach Ellis Johnson. Anything Citadel football, he is the man to turn to. We appreciate that very much.